0: In episode 7 today, entitled Olympic Surfing, I chat with co-host Keith Davis, a lifelong friend, surfer, and professional rugby coach in Japan. Keith has a log cabin very close to the Olympic surfing beach, uh, known uh, by locals as Shida Beach, and he's been a local at that beach for many years. So we chat about the kind of waves that Shida Beach produces, the topography of the ocean floor there and what we can expect um, in different kinds of scenarios such as um, typhoons, different swell directions, etc. And we talk about the topography of the beach and the spectator area also and how we think that beach is going to handle the Olympic event in 2020. We chat about the typhoon season in Japan and the possible Japanese storm that could be coming to replace a Brazilian storm on the CT championship and we dispel a Lot of the misconceptions that people have about the waves in Japan, but before we get into that episode um, Let's just take care of a little bit of business. This episode is brought to you by active ID the wristband with the ID plate on it now if you're a surfer or a cyclist, or particularly into uh, extreme sports, it just makes sense to have one of these wristbands with the ID plate on it. You can have all your critical information on the ID tag, such as your name and your blood type, your family contact number, um, any other critical information you need to be on it, you can have written in English or you can have written in Japanese. None of us want to think about having an injury or an accident, but should you get injured, or in particular if you should get knocked unconscious, it's just peace of mind to know that you have all your critical information on an ID tag wristband, which the first responders will have all the information necessary to take care of you properly. Now, it's not only an ID band, but it's a cool fashion accessory. It comes in multiple colours multiple sizes, wide or narrow version, rubber or Velcro version. And also, if you have a pet, well, why not grab a pet tag at the same time and you can be, you could be, have a a matching tag with your pet. So, for a 20% discount off your first purchase, go to the Active ID website, which is www.activeid.jp. When you get there, go to the coupon discount promo box area And type in the promo code in small letters which is active slash podcast slash 007 I'll repeat that active slash podcast slash 007 and then and then go play in the mountains and the sea wherever you go with some peace of mind all the information for this is in the uh, description box below or on the active podcast website um in in um show notes so please go and check it all out okay without further ado let's get into the podcast welcome to the active podcast i'm your host ian and joining me today for the first time as a co-host is keith davis how you doing keith
1: yeah very good thanks pleased to be on the
0: show yeah so let me just bring the listeners up to date a little bit about you um you're a surfer like me a surfer of course and uh, you're also uh, you've been in japan well close on 40 years now i guess so i guess you must have come here when you were about like two something like that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i wish i wish that was true uh, i think i yeah i was probably four because i started reading when i was three and and doing <laughs> and uh and sort of being able to uh, g- get myself around and get pretty independent when I was about three. So.
0: And, yeah. and doing aerials.
1: We'll, we'll, st- we'll stick with those numbers as far as age and everything is concerned.
0: Yeah, okay. And I've been here 20 years, so I came here at about 10. So um, Yeah. <laughs> makes us the same age. Yeah, we'll still stick with those numbers. <laughs> um, and uh, you've lived in various places. And... Uh, one of the places that you, you've lived for a long time is uh, the Olympic surfing beach, which is what our main thing that we're going to talk about today. But before we do yep. that, um, let me just say that at the moment, you're um, as well as being a surfer, you're a professional rugby coach. And you're up in Kamaishi, um, for those that don't know, which was um, very uh, sadly one of the, the main one of the main places that was devastated by the 2011 tsunami. Um, yep. I just wanted to ask you uh, how is how is the area rebounding from that devastation?
1: Yeah, well, again, um, you know, the, the, there are a few famous, oh, a few cities I support, suppose that were were actually uh, in the news as places that got major devastation during the after the the earthquake, like Fukushima, Kamaishi was one, um, but all of all down the eastern. All down the eastern seaboard of uh, Japan was affected in, in some way. So uh, it's it's something even down in Chiba, where the, the Olympics is going to be. There's basically uh, there were two or three years where very few surfers were going along and um, and people staying out of the water. Um, so it you know it really scared quite a lot of people. But up here in Kamaishi, there's uh, there's a couple of world World Cup rugby games coming up um, coming here um, in November. Uh, When uh, sorry uh, October when when the tournament starts a couple of pool games Uh, There's a new ground being built just around the corner from where I I actually live now Um, I'm actually in Uno Samai, which is one of the places that just got completely flattened Um,
0: Um, When we see that video the famous video of the water coming over the harbour and just coming up the valley and wiping out everything Your your house is actually rebuilt on that on that flatland,
1: that it? area, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And so uh, the
1: there's area. actually, if you actually look online at some some of the aerial photos of Uno Samai, there's actually some now of um of where um where they've rebuilt and and the new construction that's gone on. But basically, um, anyone who's familiar, I mean, we're talking surfing, so anyone who's familiar with how, uh, like for example, river bores work. Then, if you look at places like Kamaishin up here in northeast Japan, you'll see that um, there are a lot of inlets that are a perfect scenario to create this rising, um, rising wave—a tsunami—that comes in and just gets compressed uh, into a into a, a smaller and smaller area, and it's got nowhere to go but up. So, you have quite a few of the inlets and a, f- a few of the areas up here that 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 actually suffered from that phenomenon. And so you had this wave going up river, obviously. Um, but yeah, where I surf, I surf up here uh, locally. Uh, the beach um, up here was completely devastated. Just um, all the sand, everything gone. Um, but yeah, people are bouncing back. It's just amazing. The uh, And I, as I say, if you look at some of the, the photographs now of, of the rebuilding, you can see the new rugby ground and where the school was. The, the, the ground is actually built on, on the school that was devita- devastated, yes. junior high school. Yeah. Um, that school is now up on the hill, a brand new school. Uh, we do some PR events up there sometimes with our, with our rugby team and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a great place. Beautiful, clean water. Um, it's a bit cold in the winter, but a dry suit sort of sorts that out. Mm. And,
0: and um, the just, they have wonderful spirit up there, don't they? Um, oh, it's
1: amazing yeah i mean Kamaishi is known as a as a rugby town it it once uh they once won the all japan championship 7 years on the trot um the team has had fluctuating sort of um, uh fluctuating results over the last few years but uh, i arrived here in in march um and I've loved it up here it's just there's nothing we there's no mcdonalds there's no starbucks there's no uh, there's no fast food outlets there's nothing apart from local local food supermarkets and mm. and uh, yeah because everything got flattened yeah. you know? so, fi-
0: so finally you're losing weight <laughs>
1: uh yeah trying to Yeah, trying to but uh yeah,
0: yeah. so
1: it, it's uh, w- well when you're when you're forty it's 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 pretty difficult yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no but uh, yeah it's it's great up here i i i really enjoy it I get when I'm when I've got time off, I get back down because I've actually got a, a log cabin down uh, just around the corner from Shida, yes. Shida where the Olympics is is going to be. Um, so, yeah, I get down there because it's a bit warmer um, and surf down there sometimes.
0: So Yeah, well, I'm hoping uh, you're going to invite me down for those uh, for, for the Olympic event and we can sit on your veranda and uh, with a few beers and, and watch the event. Without buying yeah, the that t- should be good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, it's going to be so, it's going to be hot that time of year so you'll need to bring that cap
0: yeah yeah this is my for the for, you know, the, for the listeners you can't see it but i'm wearing a, an isa um uh world contest hat from last year because i was i was down at the event uh, you as i said we say you're based um uh a lot of the time at the uh, the olympic surfing beach um in Shida, yeah. and i'm based um down in aichiken and where we held the the isa world contest last year 2018 um so that's my my local beach and it, i mean we were lucky it was just it was like going off last year for the world contest i was supporting the british team down there and um it, it, the banks were just really working well it was about six foot plus and people doing aerials and getting barreled and and that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't, uh, this is what brings me in, into it. That wasn't unusual, because that last season was like that a lot. Um, but I watch a lot of the podcasts. I'm a great fan of a lot of the, lot of the podcasts out there, the surfing podcasts. Um, the guys are very really knowledgeable. Uh, they're great fun, the podcasts. But there does seem to be um, a misconception running throughout all of the podcasts and all of the, uh, the, the hosts and the guests about Japan and the surf in Japan, because every podcast I hear, they're saying, well, that the Olympics are going to be in Japan. You know what that means? It's going to be one foot on shore. It's, it's the summer. It's the wrong season. There aren't going to be the waves. And yeah. and, and a lot of very knowledgeable people are, are misinformed because that's what they're saying on the podcast. So I was hoping today that us, as locals, we can put, especially you, because you live on that beach, we can, uh, we can put the record straight and tell people what it's really like in Japan, so yeah let's start at well let 's start with Japan first of all because let 's talk about the seasons because it, it, it might be summer season but it 's a really important season from a wave point of view isn 't it yes
1: yeah. well the the thing with chiba where where uh, the, the Olympic surfing is going to be is that uh, it 's probably one of the most consistent areas in Japan for surf um, because it 's on that. It's on the elbow of where the, the south swells come in, and in the winter you get the northerly swells. So you've got two really, um, really strong swell directions. In the in the summer, uh, moving towards the autumn, you have the the typhoon swells. I mean, we've already had a couple of typhoons come through Japan this year already. Uh, we're in in uh, middle of July. Um, so the the important thing to remember about about the, the, the surf on this eastern seaboard is that um it's 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 actually quite consistent um and on any one day it could be it could be completely off its face you know 10 you know 10 foot, 10 foot plus or it could be it could be ripples but i mean i i live in in um on the gold coast in, in um, Australia and. It's the same whenever I go to Burley. Uh, it's, it's, it can be off its face or sometimes it's, it's flat. Yeah.
0: You know, Burley heads where I live. In, in Florida, like, they, I was reading an article this morning. Um, they've had their longest flat spell ever. Um, yeah. for, for the last couple, I think, since the end of middle of May, it's been flat, completely flat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you talk oh. about Florida, you think, oh, you know, great waves but no there's been absolutely no waves so it can be flat anywhere that's the point isn't it that's the one point that's the
1: point and and the key thing i think i think the key thing to remember is that like the wsl for example they realized a few years back that if you arrange a contest to run on a certain day or a certain weekend there's a good chance that you're going to get crap conditions you know i talked to a lot of surfers back home who were on the circuit and things like that who who walked away from the circuit basically because they wanted to surf good waves, you know, that any one day on a, any one day on a, on a, in a contest they might be surfing one foot mush, whereas around the corner um, it's offshore and it's, you know, a two or three foot bigger. Yeah. Um, so one thing that the WSL did that has, has, in my opinion, has drastically changed how surfing is perceived is that they've had a big window they've opened up a big waiting period, okay, for yes. any contest to run. And even if the contest starts, they have lay days. So oh. over a two-week period, pretty much wherever you go in the world, you're guaranteed to get some of, 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 the, of the swell magnets. You're pretty, pretty well guaranteed to get good waves, some good waves, yeah? Yeah. If you could choose your days. The problem with the Olympics, as far as I know, is that there's only a
0: three-day waiting period. Three-day no, window. Actually, it's an. I think it's an eight-day, an eight-day window. Eight okay. Yeah, eight days to run four days of contest. Right. Okay. So, so, that, so that's again. That's not, mm. that's not too bad.
1: That's no. not too bad. I mean, I I would say that in Chiba, at this time of year, um, you can you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get
0: surf good surfable waves over that period. Mm. Um, actually, we we are recording this on the day that the Olympic event starts next year July 26th yeah uh, yeah um,
1: so at the moment um, I I think I sent you a photograph earlier on today um, that you might use for reference um, and it was about it was about one foot offshore clean but one foot very small Um, whereas I sent you a photograph yesterday of the same day six years ago and it was four or five foot um, offshore clean great
0: waves Mm -hmm. And well, okay. we have a typhoon coming in now, so it's yes. coming up on the east side, and um, the uh, the Magic Seaweed uh, um, Swell report is like for tomorrow, It in my area, six to ten feet, yes. And, yes. and that's pushing up then towards Chiba over the next few days, which is in the, the contest window. That's so, right. I mean, th- of course, this is real time, this is now, but... Uh, yes. If it happens this year, it could happen next year. Just to give you some stats on last year, actually, Owen, I mean, we had, we had 20, 29 storms, 13 typhoons, 7 super typhoons, um, and all, all in all, uh, an above average number of typhoons for last year. And it yeah. seemed, that seems to be the trend that there are more and more typhoons. They're coming earlier in the year and yeah. uh, they're more powerful. So pe- yeah. when people say it's summer season over here, what they don't realize is it's typhoon season. And this yeah. is when we get our best waves. This is why Japan is so great, because we get the sunshine and we get the waves at the same time. And uh, well, The good thing about the typhoons at this time
1: of year is that they don't tend to come as far north as the ones later in the year. So what they do is they come up and, and they skirt around Japan. They either, they either go west or they go east and fade out into the ocean. And that, so you actually get the benefit of the waves, would, and but, but without getting the big strong winds and rain. Yes. So um, this time of year, you could you could actually get classic classic waves, um, and um, yeah, the they'll, they'll, forecasters obviously will be will be keeping their eye on that, and they'll have an idea of of, of what's coming and what the potential is. So
0: yeah and looking at uh, um sudi gasaki beach which which we call Shida for as a as a short nickname yeah? um that's the main beach that the, that it's going to be set up on um now you, your log cabin is pretty much on that beach yeah uh, it's about 2
1: kilometres away so it's on the same road there's one there's basically one road one road that services the whole the whole area and there are beaches all across all along that stretch yeah um so most of the beaches tend to be most of the surfers tend to congregate around where some of the big shops are and right. they surf in front of those so and but you've got a series of groins um and and tetra, tetrapod piers that are um set up along the beach and it breaks it up so you get lefts and rights peeling off those um, so, so my- I was going to ask
0: you yeah i was going to ask you about the the types of the, the swell it catches the types of Breaks that are there—are they left? Are they rights Are they points? What can we really expect uh, along along that beach area?
1: Well, particularly Shida. Shida is actually uh, as you go down the small road that leads into down to Shida towards the beach. Um, it's it's actually you've got a groin to the right um, and a groin to the left, um, and there's the, the there's a the centre area, the middle area there where they they usually actually craft. Uh, craft some sand into there, they dump sand during the low tide, and that that creates some banks they 've done it the last couple of times with the uh, uh the w q s because there's a, a six thousand uh, w q s uh contest that's that's there every year
0: yeah
1: so by putting some sand into certain areas and I think they do this at all the contests now it it makes sure that there's decent banks out there for the for the duration of the contest mm-hmm. um, so you can Depending on the size of the waves that are coming in and, and the and the and the size of the swell, you will be getting good uh, good rights off the um, off the off the grind or peeling both ways from the middle. Um, so you've, you've yeah you've, you've you've got potential for, for people to go left or right um, mm-hmm. depending on where they choose to sit on the on the day.
0: And that, and that area um, catches swell from various directions. You told me before, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, well, like I say, that um, Chiba is just on the on the the sort of southeastern corner of Japan before it starts to go down um, um, d- down south, so um, it will benefit from any northerly um, depressions, any northerly swells, um, as well as the southerly typhoon swells that tend to come in at this time of year, so yeah.
0: So I I was thinking about one of my friends. uh, He has a a ticket for the uh, Olympic surfing. Yeah. Logistically, how are they going to um, section it off for people with tickets to watch the event as opposed to you and I just go and sit up on the car park wall behind and watch it? Well, the
1: idea... They've started to they've started to work on all the logistics, uh, even with the last WQS, the last couple of WQS. Uh, Times there's temporary seating going in, um, and basically uh, the car parks the car parks are all closed off from the road. Yeah. Um, where Shida is, where it's based, is from the beach, right back to the main access road. There's about two hundred meters of scrubland. Right. So the road is not a beach road as such. Right. Okay. While no. the, beach, the beach goes along, the, the, the road goes along uh, parallel to the beach, but there's a 200-meter um, uh, divide um, of bushland um, and, and, and just uh, sort of sand dunes between the beach and the road. So they basically cordon all of that off. They fence all of that off. Certain areas will be used for, for, um, uh, for uh, car parking or whatever, and then there'll be a restricted area where you'll be able to to go to your seats, um, to your ticketed seats. So even at the moment, when there's a contest on with the WQS, for example, uh, you can't park your car down there unless it's an official car park. Um, and while they don't charge people to go into the WQS, they, they, they're starting to, to now refine their arrangements for the olympics there so um mm-hmm. all of the all of the area around there is being is, is is being um uh landscaped out so that they'll be able to put the temporary seating in and things like that um to make a viewing area
0: mm. and how yeah. um logistically then how how mobile are they are they likely to be to be able to be and if the swell was a little bit better <laughs> on haito beach um, are they, are they going to be able to move at all or
1: not? Not really. No, this is this is one of the things. Um, I mean, from from Shida Shida is is a is a beach break, obviously, but from there down south of there, you've got places like Matsubay, uh, Hebara, where they used to run the um, some of the surfers out there who've who's, uh, previously surfed in like the Marui Pro or whatever, something like that, might remember Hebara um places uh like uh malibu where if there's a typhoon they're just unbelievable waves just fantastic yeah um but there's there's not going to be any contingency to
0: move to move there if it's too big no yeah but with eight days in we're hoping that there'll be some typhoon swell lurking around that should produce some good waves um yeah I, i i think um
1: you know it's it's shida I can't really handle big, big waves because um, they'll all come in just too, too, uh, just too straight. Right. Um, um, but um, yeah, it 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 will be a good competitive wave if there's if there's it's a good wave to compete on. I think because it will challenge surfers um, who are who are you're going to have to be prepared to surf smaller waves or bigger that bigger waves uh which all the top surfers can do now any anyway um on any particular day
0: well what can it sort of handle? what swell size can it handle up to and still hold its shape i'd
1: say about six six foot yeah six Mm. foot any bigger than that and it starts to uh, and it starts to just i don't know um it, it just mixes up a bit too much. There's not really any defined uh, defined wave there that you could you could say right this is, it's going to be breaking everywhere. One of one of the things around about uh, Shida around that area is that there's a very it's it's not a it's not a, a deepening shelf. Right.
0: Um,
1: that comes from the beach. What happens is that from the beach, you get some depth in the water, and then the water stays at the same depth for about Three or four hundred meters out into the ocean right. so the waves come in and they they hit they hit a bit of a barrier a bit of a barrier um, and and then they start traveling ar- across this shallow uh, this, this shallower area so you, if it gets too big you get waves breaking really two three hundred four hundred meters offshore yeah. um, that might then reform um, but it, it doesn't it's it's not like a, a a good deep water wave, where uh, where uh, like for example, if you were watching um, uh, J Bay last week, um, then uh, you would see that waves come in. It's it's just a it's it's a point break, so it's just going to come in. The waves will build, they break, and you you can set those, those the waves that should have don't don't are not like that when when the bigger swells come in. Right. So it's it, it's breaking all over the place. Yeah, so that that would be a concern if it was if it was getting sort of out of control with a big typhoon as well And especially if it's onshore and windy
0: Yeah Right, I mean the the ISA have uh, Have said categorically that that the contest is going to happen in the sea, which is what we all want to happen But do you think um, it it there should be a, a backup wave pool in Tokyo or somewhere? As an emergency uh, backup, if there's no swell
1: well i don't I don't know if they'd be able to get one in there quickly enough now anyway um, but look, I mean they made the decision uh that it was going to be that it was going to be based in natural in natural waves um, and I suppose they just have to stick with the situ- with the the um with that with that plan yeah um Wave, uh, wave pools give you that contingency, I, I suppose, but um, with a waiting period of eight days, I, I think it'd be very, very unlucky not to score any surfable waves
0: in, in, that, in that, that, that window. Yeah, I think so as well, yeah. In, in um, my opinion, in I mean, I mean yeah. the Japanese, I mean, one thing that we do know, having lived here so long, is that they know how to put on a contest uh, a competition, be it rugby or surfing, whatever their attention to detail in organising the events is second to none. Um, so that that's the one good thing. Um, in fact, uh, I was reading that they they ran a, a test contest. I think it was last weekend. Did you? I don't know if you saw that um, at uh, at Shida Beach. Uh okay. 20, twenty top all Japanese surfers. Twenty top Japanese surfers. Twenty twenty top men. Twenty top women. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they, they ran it off under the Olympic format. Um, okay. So, and they practiced the format at, at the actual beach. So they dressed, rehearsed it, so as to speak, at the same time of the year. You know, the waves yeah. were, uh, I think, something like two to four feet, you know, sort of waist, shoulder yeah. height, um, and contestable. And it went well. Interestingly, they had a round one had four-man heats. Round two somehow had five-man heats. And then the rest were man-on-man. So that seems to be the format they might be going with. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, the interesting thing, of course, is that they've actually got
1: um, the Japanese, up-and-coming Japanese surfers, the, the, basically um, athletes who are targeted to be in the fold for selection next year, um, surfing regularly at that beach.
0: Right. Um
1: so that local knowledge and that local um, appreciation of the, the the variety of waves that come in there is going to be really important, I think, when it comes to uh, when it comes to competition on, on you know sort of live competition. yeah um, and they're they're running high performance camps there and uh, having those athletes stay in the area,
0: even though they're coming from all over Japan. yeah, so, I think Japanese surfers are going to have a, a big advantage because of what you just said. And also um, in Japan, the Japanese surfers actually do have a lot of confidence. Um, and last year at the World Contest, uh, the ISA World Contest, uh, Japan won the Team Cup for the first time. Um, yep. And uh, Igarashi was second, and uh, Shun Murakami was third. So yep. they had like two Japanese surfers in the top in the top, in the final, and they won yep. the team event as well. In pumping waves down down at my place here, so yep. plus the home support, you know, it's got to um, count for something. Yeah. So Japan is going to be a force to be reckoned with um, in those kind of waves. Um, last week's event was won by uh, Hiroto Ohara, the uh, who won the uh, Vans U.S. Open. Uh, um, was it last? Yep. um And, and yeah, well, there the are, waves. There
1: are few coming through. Sorry. There are a few coming through, particularly in the men. Mm. Um, I think the women are, are still, um, they're still lacking the power of their, of their overseas sort of counterparts at the moment. They tend to be very, I think the women tend to be very robotic in their style because they're all learning the same way of surfing waves. And so it's all, you can see a very robotic kind of, um, just everything they do, whether it's off the lip, the way they use their arms, the way they're moving into turns, et cetera, is, is all, is, is all quite regimented. Mm. Um, and so, but whereas the men, um, are are, are are they're getting, they're getting into, um, because they're small, um, and generally very, very flexible from which most Japanese are anyway. Um, then, I think they're making big, uh, big inroads into into the surfing. Um, in, they'll, they'll be making big inroads into the professional surfing uh, arena over the next few years.
0: Well, as you as you know, we're in the middle of the Brazilian storm at the moment. But uh, the, the the word amongst the grapevine is the the next one is the Japanese storm. Um, so yeah, I wonder if that is a possibility. I mean, Japan has the money. They have the the, the people. I mean they got the igarashi tsunami coming so that's yep. be yep. a, big, a big thing as well um and we've got yep. the infrastructure and the money over here i wonder if there will be a, a sorry a, a japanese storm coming in the next few years at pro level well, I, think,
1: I think it's interesting because um someone like me who goes to the beach and you're surfing and you're talking to people there's there are actually um there are actually a lot of really well off middle-aged surfers you you probably see it where you are now mm. who are who are making this pilgrimage to the beach every weekend whether they're based in Tokyo Osaka they're all turning up in Mercedes and BMWs and you know high-end high-end converted mini mobile homes that you know high ace you know the, the Toyota high ace trucks and and they've got kids that are coming through and starting to surf as well. So all of these kids are getting access to, to training, to, to beach time, to time in the water, um, to, to good tuition. Um, there are a lot more uh, surfing schools um, sort of sprouting, sprouting up around Japan. So this, this image of surfing in Japan as a, as a really cool um, and clean sport actually yeah, is is a really big one for me. Uh, I, I think for the for J, for the Japanese public in general. So more and more surfers uh, are coming to the beach. They have access with with better roads and um, and let's face it, cheaper equipment for beginners um, with with sort of uh, pre-constructed boards and things like that. So it's it's becoming a sport now in Japan that's it's really putting itself on the map. And people like Igarashi and what have been being part of the WSL, he's he's massive, yeah, um,
0: okay. and and the other surfers as well. He's going to be well. He's going to be the next uh, Japanese sporting superstar. I think he's already getting there. He's on the uh, on the TV all the time, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, without a doubt. I mean, if he does well in the Olympics, it's just going to go through the roof, you know. Yeah.
1: But well, uh, one of the things with Japan is Japan is very similar to the states in well, anywhere, I suppose, in that. The Olympics is still seen as the pinnacle of sporting success in um, for uh, for many athletes in in many sports. So in um, you know even even in tennis circles, you had know, top professionals who wanted to play in the Olympics once it was allowed. Um, and now with this opportunity with um, with the Olympics, it will be the first ever Olympic um, medal in surfing on offer. Mm. And I imagine that there's a few. Even aging uh, top surfers out there, like uh, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation whether Kelly Kelly Slater will be coming over and that sort of stuff. So, um,
0: yeah, I I mean, I had that written in my notes here actually, the Kelly factor, because um, how important do we think it would be to actually have Kelly at the very first Olympics from a from a marketing point of view, just from because he's Kelly Slater, you know, I mean. I mean, uh,
1: look, I, I think, I th- personally, you know, I, I don't know what, what Kelly Slater would be thinking at the moment or anyone in, in his p- position, but I don't think he would be in it purely for a marketing point of view. He, if he thought he could win it, he's going to be in it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's that sort of an athlete, I think. So, um, But I think Kelly Slater will be there in some capacity, whether it's as a mentor to other surfers as part of a team, because it's a team event. Mm-hmm. And when they've run some of the contests at the, um, at the surf ranch, um, it's, it's been, there have been some team events there but when they had the World Team Challenge or whatever it was called. Um, so it, you know, he's going to be there in some capacity, I would imagine. Um, and the American team is going
0: to be a really strong one. Yeah, um, well, he's well, ranked yeah. number three at the moment. Uh, when I say rank number three, um, um, to be in the, Olymp- the American Olympic team. So I think you've got Andino, you've got John John Florence, who's out of the water injured, and you've got Kelly, yeah. he- he who's next. So actually, if John John doesn't go, Kelly would-, would be in the team. However, the rankings could change over the next half of the season. But, um, yeah. but yeah, he's got a real chance of being in the team. And if he's not, yeah, as you say, I think he should be there because he's, 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 uh, he's so, well, he's,
1: he's the face of, he's the face of surfing for many people. And, and one of the reasons why surfing has, has come to the forefront, of course. So you have this top group of surfers who have done so much for the sport commercially, um, to bring it up to where it is at the moment. And that's one of the reasons why it actually got into the Olympics in the first place. Of course, you know, unless there's a, unless there's a reason for a sport to be in the Olympics. There are lots of sports that get cut, um, that are t- brought in. Uh, rugby sevens, for example, has only recently been admitted to the, uh, to the Olympic, uh, to the Olympic uh, arena. So it's not as if um, this is something that's happened really suddenly. It's taken a long, long time to get surfing, judging, obviously um, consistency in judging and, and, and scoring. And things like that all come into play before you can actually have the sport accredited for
0: for a for Olympic competition. Yeah, actually, uh, that's a, that's an, a, another discussion for another another podcast is judging because I think they're going to be using different a di- different judging scheme for the Olympics an ISA one as opposed to a um, a CT one a yeah. one yeah. which I don't know which we don't know much about at the moment, but in a future podcast. Uh, Maybe we, we can we can chat about that. Um, yep. The other thing we we talked about was getting uh, um, was it Uwasa-san uh, U- onto the podcast. Um, Uzawa San, Uzawa San, yep. Uzawa San, who's yep. part of? Um, tell me again, he's part of the um, administration committee for.
1: Yeah, well, Uzawa um, he's a he's a local down there at Shida. Um, his shop is based. Uh, he he's got a shop uh, down uh, down in Chiba. Mm-hmm. um oh, I can't think of the name of the shop at the moment it'll come to me in two minutes um but uh yeah he's one of the been one of the guys down there who's a key driver um in who has been a key driver in, in getting the Olympics to chiba and getting it to Shida. he's uh I think he's recently been elected uh, into some political role in the area so as far as you know the town council and, and planning department and that sort of stuff um so. Yeah. He's, he, he actually imports some boards from Australia, navigators and things like that. So he's, he's well known, he's well known down there. Um, there are all the major brands have shops down there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, CHP, uh, HIC. I, my cabin is right next to the HIC shop. Um, sequence, uh, you know, there's all of the, all of the big brands obviously have got shops down there because it's one of Japan's biggest serving
0: areas. Yeah. Well, Uh, so just to let the viewers know that we're going to get try and get some of these guys on the show, and we're going to talk to them in Japanese. Um, yeah. Get the the right get the story from the horse's mouth. Then we'll come back on and we'll 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 um, review it back to the to the listeners in English because um, they want to understand the Japanese, and we'll let yeah. them know what 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 those guys actually said. So we're getting it from the horse's yeah. mouth because those guys are there; they're part of the organising committee. So uh, yeah. yeah. I should be well, Uzoa San
1: can maybe give us. Um, he can maybe give us an, uh, a uh, a bit of a lead into how how the um, how it came how it how it all happened how the bid process worked and things like that. People get an insight into that. But also, he will have up to date information on uh, how how all the uh, all the organisation is, is is going and, and uh, what what the challenges have been in actually getting this event up and running as a as the local organizer
0: yeah good all right that sounds that sounds good i mean we've got a lot to talk about over the next 12 months so um yep. we'll start to flesh it out and uh and get into a bit more detail as we get closer for day for today i mean we just wanted to talk about the the main location for the Olymp- olympic beach and uh, we've done that and and uh, the typhoons and the season and the wave patterns so I hope we've have made it clear for for the listeners exactly uh, what the situation is over here. Um, yeah. Um, well,
1: look, I I first surfed down in Chiba in uh, 1982 when I first came to Japan. So it's it is almost 40 years ago, hmm. um, and I've been either surfing in Chiba, Ibaraki, all the way up here on that on that eastern seaboard, uh, Fukushima around around that area for years and years and one of the reasons it's it, um, I've, I've always tried to be based in this area on the Eastern coast is because it gets quite consistent waves. Yeah. So I think the the, the expectation or, or the, the, the fallacy that it might be, you know, dead flat for days and days and days. Um, I personally have never seen that in any, it might be a couple of days where you can't go surfing, but I've never seen that personally. Um, that from week to week, I haven't been
0: able to surf in in this area. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I check my plans every day, and there's always a wave. I mean, it, it's there's something there. It's rideable every day, almost. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so well, what do you forecasters?
1: Yeah, well, forecasters, as we said, they'll have an idea. So, I th- I think um, it, it, there's. There's more, uh, there's more room for optimism, I think, than, than skepticism about that. You know, that should be our finishing point about moving to forward about
0: what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Good. So the, the listeners always want to know uh, what what we're riding. What are, you, what are you riding these days? What board are you riding?
1: Uh, me, I always ride – well, actually, over here I've got an MR um, Superfish that I bought from Australia with me, so I ride that sometimes. Um, and, but I've also, all my boards in Australia, I get from Stuart in, uh, in, um, on the Gold Coast there, mm. Stuart surfboards. Um, I just, what I sort of dimensions years are... and years and years. So yeah,
0: what what size is your,
1: your... Uh, that's mm. a, that's the one I've got here at the moment is a six ten. Mm. It's cause I'm, I'm about 97, 98 kgs at the moment. So it's pretty fat. <laughs> got some foam in it. So.
0: Oh, the board's pretty fat. <laughs> yeah, the board's pretty fat. The body's the pretty fat. Right? Pure lean muscle, ninety. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's all lean muscle. Yeah, hundred kilograms worth of eh? right. yeah, yeah, no.
1: So it's always been the uh, the, the, the the challenge of uh, crossing a surfing career with a rugby career. Which way do you go? So try to stay somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, I've had the same same thing all, all <laughs> the way through. We 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 surfers. With rugby player bodies, sorry, with yeah, yeah, yeah. rugby player bodies on a surfboard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, but yeah,
1: no. Um, and I've actually got I've got a couple of boards that I had custom made from a guy down in uh, down in Chiba, down in in Taito, a good friend of mine that a lot of people uh, who've been to Japan will know, Kenny. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, me. So um, yeah, I I got a few up here and I more and more I find myself sort of. Gravitating from one board to another one, trying them different boards every day at the moment, rather than just getting stuck on one board. So mm. I quite enjoy that at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I've been talking about this uh, with with my with my Joe that I surf with down here, and we've been you know we've been talking more and more about about horses for courses, having the right board for the right waves. You know, so you you know, a quiver of three boards. Um, you know, a, a short board and then a, a middle sized board. And uh, even a long a long board. you can have fun if you've got the right board in the right wave and have fun. Absolutely. You know, because I me,
1: mean, I, I think every, I mean, even down in Chiba, I've got one down there. I've got one up here. I think every every surfer out there it doesn't matter what your level, you should have a foam board somewhere in your house that you can just get on and say, right, let's go and have a laugh. Take the fin off it, go ahead and get on a foam on board and see see how fun that is. It's it's yeah. great fun. We yes. actually did that last applied. Sunday. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> T- Took the foamy out, and uh, yeah. it was fun. And, uh, you know, because I was thinking, we were looking at it last week, we were looking at the people walking down the beach. Um, it, was, it was a small day, actually. It was only about between two or three feet, um, a bit gutless. And the amount of boards walking, people walking down the beach with high-performance short boards, and they were, obviously, <laughs> they were obviously not good surfers. Right. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. you're you're going in the water. You are not going to have fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: well, so we went in on our longboards. At the moment, I'm I've got my competition board is um uh, is a Japanese board, a soul rider SR competition longboard, and I've just uh I've just bought a Brazilian uh, index crown um egg egg a six four egg, which is nice. So um,
1: uh yeah.
0: yeah I mean, so it's you know. As you say, it's, I
1: mean, especially up here when in the winter here, the water goes down to about four or five degrees. Yeah. Okay. So it's dry suit weather. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting out there on a, on a tiny little board with, with, you know, smaller waves coming through and not moving around and keeping warm. Mm. So uh, sometimes I'll even in the winter up here, just take the foam board out and just cruise around on that. At least you're working and getting some exercise all the time so yeah it's 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 a sort of a bit a bit of a change for me over what i used to do um but uh yeah it's 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 all about fun at the end of the day
0: yeah so absolutely that's yeah. It. all right keith i think we covered uh most of what we wanted to chat about in this podcast Okay. yeah yep. um so uh thanks for your input today and uh um see you on the next one Okay. Cool. Enjoy That's the waves. enjoy the beer, enjoy the rugby. Yeah. Well,
1: we've got Japan playing Fiji here tomorrow. So we've got a bit of a beer garden event going on tonight and then we'll be going to watch that game. And I actually fly back to Australia on Sunday. So I'll be in Burley for about three or four weeks. Burley Heads.
0: Oh, nice. My home
1: break. So, yeah. A nice. yeah. Uh, good month coming up. Good. Lovely. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. Cheers, Think mate. Soon.
0: I'll see you next time.
1: Okay, thanks very much. Okay,
0: bye. Everyone involved in the Active Podcast is a volunteer. At the moment, we don't have an official sponsor, so we, we rely on the, the kind donations of our listeners. And if you are able to donate just a little, a little bit of money... It would help us greatly and we would be uh, eternally grateful for you doing that we use the money to always um, improve our game yeah. so we can go and buy better microphones better editing equipment and helps us to travel to interview people of influence people with a story to tell and to bring those stories to you so again if you are able to, to donate just a little bit of money however much it is Um, Please become a patron uh, by going to the our website, which is www.patreon.com/backslash/activeenglish, with a capital A and a capital E. I'll repeat that: www.patreon.com/backslash/activeenglish. That's with a big A and a big E. And click on the red button: become a patron and we thank you very much for your support.